0: For all the info, head over to bit.ly forward slash mouth to mic. That's bit.ly forward slash mouth to mic. Welcome to the Voice Coach Podcast podcast here for all your speaking voice training and guidance. My name is Nick Redman and I am offering you all sorts of nuggets of wisdom on how to keep your voice in good working order and a true representation of who you are. So if you're a podcaster, presenter, actor, speaker or voiceover artist or a general voice geek, you're in good hands. Shall we get started? Hopefully you're taking a drink now. The training is complete. Hey, welcome back to another instalment of Voice with Nick, the Voice Coach podcast. So, okay, this episode gets a little bit brainy, but it's necessary. So bear with me. I want to give you as much information as we need, but not too much information in order to understand all this. So today I'm going to try and unpack... A term that gets bandied around loads in voice training, and that is support, breath support, voice support—the L support term. Now, depending on your background, you know, you may be groaning at the hearing of that term because you're au fait with voice training and you've done a bit, or it may mean absolutely nothing to you, which is absolutely great. <laughs> um, but it's it's often bandied around by well-meaning advice offerers with no real sort of help (laughs) after it. You know, things like you need more support or support your voice more or support your breath or support from your diaphragm or use your diaphragm support as a term in itself. Like, I don't think it really means anything unless you can kind of describe what it is you're trying to get the user to do. And in fact, when I did a whole research project on support as a term as part of my master's in voice training, every fucking practitioner, we spoke to all the amazing practitioners out there, and they all had a different idea of what the term meant for them, which was really interesting. What the consensus seemed to be, though, that we could get some kind of clarity on was that when people mentioned support in voice feedback, they tend to be referring to the speaker perhaps not speaking loud enough or with enough quote-unquote projection, vocal projection, as they say, or that they may not have a clear tone when they speak. You know, there's a bit of a raspiness or something going on there. Perhaps there's some vocal fry or even creak quality in the voice or that the speaker is perhaps running out of breath before they're done. So the voice starts to lose power. So let's clarify what all those features are sort of linked to. And it's basically to, well, three things, essentially. Breath, shock horror, (laughs) vocal fold closure, so the vocal folds coming together when we speak, and also alignment, physical alignment of the body. It's having free and moving airflow. Using this airflow or breath efficiently and coordinating the closure of the vocal folds at the right time against this breath to make the voice come out well. And we have to include alignment in there for the crack, of course, because if your alignment's out of whack, then that's going to get in the way of a free and moving breath and the ability of the larynx to be free to do all it needs to do to get those vocal folds closing well. So the term support, as pertinent as it is to voice use, isn't a simple one-step-fix-all-magic thing that somebody could just give you to feedback on to fix? You know, if your voice is indeed lacking in support, i.e. you've been told one of the things about volume or tone or breath capacity, it's really quite difficult to just switch it on when someone says, listen, babes, you need to use more support, okay? <laughs> so let's give uh, a working definition for the sake of this podcast to what we mean by support before we have a little think about What it is and how we can explore it. Support is having a vocal mechanism that is housed in an efficiently aligned and released body that allows a consistent and moving airflow in conjunction with appropriate vocal fold closure. (laughs) How's that? I quite like that, actually. Uh, If you're one of my voice geek colleagues listening out there, I'd love to know your thoughts. I'm sure, just like me, you'd talk about support all the live long day. Now, we can tell from that cobbled together definition that if you're new to voice work, someone saying you need to support more isn't going to help. And I'm sure many of the listeners to this podcast will have had that feedback at some point. Connecting to and understanding vocal support is a really progressive thing. It starts with release of the body. Hello, episodes eight and twelve for a little intro on that. And there's also some Brill stuff in Finding Your Voice by Barbara Heisman on body work that I'll put a link to that in the show notes. So it's release of the body, then it's awareness of the breath. Ah, would you look at that? Episodes thirteen and fifteen for some exercises on that. Let's recap: release of the body, breath awareness. And then full release of the out-breath and connection to speaking on that out-breath from lower down in the body. Basically, when people say use your support, what they're trying to say is something to do with that idea of low-breath, getting your abdominals involved a little bit in some way and using the, I'm putting it in quotations but you can't see because this is a podcast, diaphragm. (laughs) (laughs) Right, before we go on to that, I think at this stage it's important just to touch a little bit on how the voice actually works here. I'm not going to go into too much anatomical detail. You can find any number of books in the show notes. I'll put some in there if you really want to get geeky about how uh, the voice works. But let's have a top-level description. And I really love the way Caroline Goiter puts this in her book, Find Your Voice. So I'm going to read some to you. Uh, Where is it? Page 25 flick flick flick. Caroline compares the voice to a guitar and says that like a guitar a voice has strings a hitter and a body. Um, I'll read this for you so what she's basically saying is that the strings of the vocal folds the hitter of the strings is your breath the body of the guitar is like the body of you which is the resonator but I really like this voice production or phonation works a bit like a guitar. Air flows out of the lungs, hits the strings of the vocal folds, which vibrate. Then the body resonates the sound, and this creates voice. So it's nice and simple. The breath comes out of the body, it makes contact with those vocal folds and the vibrations that we get there are shaped and altered and manipulated by the body itself and the vocal tract to become voice. So it's the air flowing out of the lungs that's interesting to us in this instance when it comes to voice support, as are the strings of the vocal folds, but we're focusing more on breath at the moment in this podcast. When we're using the breath coming out of the lungs to phonate or speak, because we speak on the outbreath. It's the controlled release of the diaphragm, buzzword, drink. Actually, it, do need a drink, hang on. <laughs> it's the controlled release of the diaphragm that's helping find consistency in the airflow and not letting all that air just wash out in one go with too much force from underneath the vocal folds. Now, the vocal folds help to regulate the airflow as well, of course, but we'll get to that a little bit later on. Sticking with the diaphragm for now. Problem is that we can't actually feel the diaphragm. like We can't physically feel it in our bodies because there aren't any proprioceptive nerve endings in there. Like it's physically impossible to literally feel your diaphragm and therefore consciously control it by itself. <laughs> so that's why phrases like use your diaphragm or speak with, from or using your diaphragm or kind of essentially a bit useless, unless they're backed up with some wonderful exercises to explore stuff. One bit that does some of the controlling of the release of that diaphragm and control of that airflow and control of that air pressure in the lungs is the lowest layer of abdominal muscles, because we've got three layers in there, the transversus abdominis. Big word alert. Uh, Let's call it the TA from here on in, the transversus abdominis, the TA. That's the layer of the abdominals that interdigitates with aka is attached to, the diaphragm. Now, the TA does this control of the release of the diaphragm by engaging a little or using some efficient tension, really. We could technically feel that one, I suppose, anatomically, but it's really deep down in there. So what people often mistake for feeling or using the diaphragm or speaking from the diaphragm or supporting with the diaphragm is often, in fact the abdominals in some form and now that might be the ta but they are hard to isolate and feel cuz they're deep in your body and covered in other layers of muscle and fat and tissue and other gorgeous things and it often ends up being the rectus or the six pack am i right <laughs> so much six pack up in here or the obliques the side ones because they're closer to the surface and we do a lot more with those day to day, leaning and picking things up and whatnot. They're the ones that we just hear a little bit more about, to be honest, as well. You know, when you're working out again, just doing that all the time in my house. But, you know, doing uh, setups for your rectus and other types of setups for your obliques. Like they're just the muscles that we're more consciously aware of. OK, I appreciate this episode so far it has been really, really nerdy. And You're probably going, this is fascinating and gosh, don't you know things, but how can it help me with my voice? So here we go. Sometimes in speaking, there's a tendency to think that if you activate your abdominals loads and you feel something happening in your abdominal area, that you're supporting the voice and you're helping yourself with volume and tone and whatnot. When often, this is actually counterproductive because what we end up with is a really rigid core which can make the in-breath much, much harder to take efficiently and the speaking out harder to sustain as well. What we need to be able to do is release the lower belly completely on the inhale to make space for the stuff under the diaphragm to get out of the way so that it can draw down as the breath comes in. Now, in order for the TA, that muscle that interdigitates with the diaphragm, to then be able to help that controlled release of the breath on the way out as we use it to speak, aka support the breath or support the voice, that muscle needs flexibility, not be all tense, which it often is because we all suck our bellies in so that the world thinks we have a nice flat tummy. Thank you, society. But the best way to ensure that the TA has freedom to engage on the out breath, to support and sustain the diaphragm as it releases the air so we can speak efficiently, is to let that whole belly go on the in breath. Because look, the chance of any of us normal folks being able to just release the TA is nigh on impossible. I don't even know if it is possible. I'd need to check with some um super duper anatomy ways. Please write in and let me know you know, you're just going to want to let all those abs go. So what I want you to take from this episode and what we're going to practice quickly now as the next stage of our breath journey is release of the abdominals on the in-breath so that the TA deep down in the belly is free to move and engage as we use that subsequent out-breath. So here we go. A little step towards this supporting the voice or supporting the breath that we often hear so much about. Uh, this is your exercise alert. We're going to do a little exercise now. So if you want to lie down, amazing if you've got the space or the uh, inclination. But look, standing and sitting's fine too, because that's how most of us speak. So you can just do that. But just check in with your alignment. Feet under the hips, knees released, bum heavy, spine long, neck free. You know, put yourself in the best position. And pop a hand on the lower belly for some kinesthetic feedback on the outside. So you can literally feel if the belly is letting go. And uh, because we know from episode 14 how useful the out-breath is for encouraging that reflexive in-breath, let's start with a nice out-breath. So you're going to blow all the air out on a sigh. Then wait for your moment of nothing for that reflexive in-breath to happen. And when your body's ready, just release the abs into your hand, feel your belly moving forwards and let the body take that lovely in-breath. Then just let it sigh out again. (sighs) Happy days. Wait for your moment of pause, release the belly, let the breath in again and let it out again. And that's the exercise, so just keep that going, release the belly on the in-breath and the out-breath. Wait for your moment of pause, release on the in-breath and the out-breath, sigh it out. As you're doing that a few times, you might notice other bits of your body responding when you release that belly as well. And that's really useful to know. Does it feel like you collapse your whole posture? That's something to think about. Make sure you're allowing that spine to say along. Can you also feel the ribs moving out the side and the back? That's great. It's not just this belly area that's moving, other things are happening too. And that's the exercise. <laughs> I'd like you to sort of explore this as part of our continuing breath work. Exploration. So, anytime you're working on breath, just let that belly respond freely. Let it move out on the in breath and notice what happens on the out breath as well, if you'd like to. I also think it's really great to start noticing, sort of in day to day life, whether you can allow the belly to release on the in breath. And also, if you have any habitual or situational abs holding patterns, that's really useful because, I mean, we all do it <laughs> when we're tense or nervous or whatever. Just notice when you have a tendency to really engage that core. Right, well, I need to lie down after that one. <laughs> Thanks for sticking with it. Like I said at the start, I want to make sure you've got enough information to understand this stuff, but not completely overwhelmed. So I hope the balance was right. I'll be back again soon with some more breath and voice insights. But for now... All together now, let's just let a breath out. (sighs) See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Voice Coach podcast. For even more support with your speaking voice, head on over to our free community, The Voice and Accent Hub, on Facebook. See you in there.